The following program is sponsored by Bell & Pollock PC. Welcome to Champions of the People, the Bell and Pollock Injury Show. Attorneys Gary Bell and Brad Pollock are ready to work for you. Reach Gary, Brad, and their team at championsofthepeople.com or by calling 303-795-5900. That's 303-795-5900. Good morning, Colorado. Here we go. Y'all ready for this? The Bell and Pollock Champions of the People Injury Show. We are injury attorneys. We bring the show to you each week to educate you, teach to teach you, and let you know about subjects that you need. You need the information to have a level playing field with the insurance company once you've been in a crash. The insurance company for the at-fault party, the party that hits you, sent you off to the ER, sent you to the PCP, maybe physical therapy, maybe OT, occupational therapy, maybe conservative modalities of treatment. It's simple as that. You know, our usual example is a car crash, but it can be a motorcycle crash, truck injury, truck crash, hit and run, pedestrian, bicycle, hit by a car. And we've, we've covered in our previous shows that if you're a pedestrian, you're hit by a car, your own car insurance will apply to you. And we've explained the parameters of that. When you're on your bicycle and you're hit by a car, your own car insurance will also apply to you. And we've explained the parameters of that. In previous shows, if you have questions, you can call us anytime at 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. We'll be glad to answer all of your questions. Our typical example here, motor vehicle crash. Let's say you're rear-ended. Boom, you're hit. You don't hit the car in front of you, but sometimes that happens too. That's a second impact that can aggravate the situation and exacerbate the injuries. So you need to take that into consideration. We've talked about mechanism of injuries before. So today we're talking about this crash. You've been to the treatment. You've been to maybe the ER. Maybe you went to PCP. Maybe you had MRIs, x-rays, diagnostics, that sort of thing. And so now you're going to make a claim. And what we're going to talk about today is medical records. What about your medical records? And Brad's going to explain a little bit about this medical record situation. But, you know, what we find out often and even about ourselves is when is the last time you ever really looked at your medical records? Do you know what's in them? Well, the medical records are so important in processing and filing a personal injury claim. They sure are. And it's, it's important to begin with. Uh, as far as what your medical records say before the crash ever occurs. And it's important that you have some idea if your medical records are accurate or not. If you've been to a doctor and the doctor has, has treated you at all, has examined you at all, if you've gone there for any kind of complaint, then there's been some kind of medical record created. And that medical record will be there forever. Now that, you know, will they be able to find the doctor? Maybe not, but the medical record is there and they're doing more and more when I say they, the medical profession to make sure the medical records are available and that you can find them and you know where they're at and the doctors keep medical records. That falls back to a question to begin with as to whether or not your medical records are accurate. And that's a question as to have you ever looked at what the doctor has in your medical records? Have you ever gotten a copy of your medical records? Have you ever asked the doctor just to just give you your medical records so you can review them, so you can look at them? And if have you ever looked at them, this is important information because doctors are humans. So are the nurses. So are the people who work with the doctors and nurses and the, the people who transcribe and put down the information they do for medical records. 
and uh, the, uh, you know doctors have different ways of doing of, of entering information on medical records as do nurses uh, sometimes they they enter the information by simply uh, doing it right there they're typing on the computers if you go back before they had uh, the screens and the computers in every uh, examination room a lot of times they were doing it at the end of the day or they were keeping notes and they transcribe it at the end of the day or sometimes after a couple of days and they make mistakes they can get things mixed up they can forget they know they're not entirely accurate and they can put down things that are not entirely accurate uh, you, you're you're married to those medical records and that's what's going to happen and and you know Gary I don't know I, I can't think of very many doctors who, or nurses or anybody, who ever come in and say, oh, I made a mistake and that's not true and I'm inaccurate on those medical records when we get to the court or when we get to depositions. No, they don't. Uh, what's important are the medical records. What's important is are the concept and, and the concept of the medical records. Why? Because the insurance company looks at these medical records to look at your injuries. That's how one way they value your claim. And they try to beat your medical records. They try to defeat your claim through your own medical records. And today we're going to show you and tell you how. And we're going to tell you how you can win this war. This is a war. So you have to submit your medical records. And we're going to talk about how you, how you do that and why you do that today. But you do submit your medical records. And there are mistakes in medical records many, many times. Give you a couple of examples. Uh, injury to the right, right hand, uh, right shoulder, uh, brachial plexopathy injury, radiating pain and numbness and tingling down the right arm into the hand. And the medical records show it's on the left side, not the right side. That's an example. Another example is a low back, low back injury claimed um, five years ago. You didn't claim a low back injury. You didn't mention anything about a low back injury, but sometimes those appear mistakenly and erroneously in the medical records. And then when you try to tell the insurance company, that's an error. I never had a low back problem before this accident, only afterwards. And they said, well, your medical records show six years ago you had a low back issue. You're complaining of low back pain. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. It's right there in your medical records. And Brad just said the magical words. You're married to your medical records. And it really is true that most people that come into our office, they've never seen their medical records. That doesn't mean that's a bad thing. I've never seen my medical records, except when I got in the military. And, and I, I would assume the same is true for Brad. So you're surprised sometimes by what's in the medical records, and you have to defend them. But know this. Today, they use the medical records and the entries in the medical records, erroneous or true, uh, mistaken or not, against you. And they, they look through the medical records. It's important to recognize that you know, we, we carry a, a belief in society that what's in medical records are the accurate and are the last word in are are the, the what what you said, and we we, we uh, you, you don't find very many people saying well maybe those are wrong. You don't find many people saying that that they're inaccurate. You don't find many people saying there's more to it than what's on there. We 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 carry a belief that medical records are uh, equal to the Bible, I guess, and and that's what they are, and that's something that needs to be addressed when you're dealing in everyday life um, and you're probably sitting there right now and and the medical records are on a scale less than uninsured and underinsured motorists when it comes to people thinking about them and saying how to do something about them 
we can talk to you every day and every night and every day and every night saying, go make sure you have MedPay on your policy. Go make sure you have a good, healthy coverage for uninsured and underinsured motorist coverage. Do it, do it, do it. And yes, that's costing money out of your pocket, but it's going to be something that's going to make a big difference when you get into a crash and you get hurt in the crash. And we can talk and talk and talk. And, you know, there's some matters concerning the financial ability to pay for it. But for others, it's just getting to it. There's so many other things going on in life. Well, still, your insurance has a higher priority than saying, you know, I think I ought to call up my doctor and get my medical records. And then how far back do you go? You're going to go 10 years back. You're going to go 15 years back. You How far are you going to go back? When are you going to go get those medical records? You know, I'm going to go look at what my medical records say for 15 years ago, 20 years ago. But what we have to start recognizing is that at least if you have the opportunity and if it if it's there, you might want to just drop a line to your doctor, your primary care physician. And if you've had other doctors who have done specialty care, you might want to talk to them, especially if within the last 10 years or so you've complained of back injury or a neck injury or back pain. Or if you've gone to the doctor for muscle relaxants or for massage therapy or for physical therapy or any of those type of therapies, any type of care that can be related to some kind of action or inaction that that deals with your 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 neck or your back or or those areas of your body that most commonly get hurt in a crash. You know, I, I think Brad said the key words a minute ago. Medical records are like the Bible; they are the Bible in court in a personal injury case. They are the Bible. The insurance company will introduce the medical records. They'll go through the records. They'll try to cross-examine your doctors on those records. Uh, and, and frankly, you know, your doctor may be the best doctor in the world, but I doubt if they remember what entry they made on you nine years ago. I doubt if they remember what entry they made on you five years ago. And they look at the chart when you come in to see them, and that's that's acceptable. That's what you do. That's what they do. That's fine. That's great. But when you get to an injury claim, uh, so and most people are not going to go over their medical records, but the point is today you must then Know what's in your medical records when you have an injury claim. That's the first thing we ask you when you come into our office. After we cover the insurance coverages and how the accident happened and your free game plan, etc., we go to your medical records. Did you ever have a pre-existing condition? Did you ever report one? Some people say no, and then they're surprised. So before this claim gets off the ground, uh, you need to build the solid foundation to let it get off the ground. And you have to get your medical records, and your attorney should get your medical records. And if you don't get to that point, you're going to have a big problem. Uh, one of the things that an attorney should be doing when they're interviewing you for your first, when you first come in the office, is asking you, do you have any pre-existing conditions? Have you had these problems before? Have you been dealing with these problems before? And we'll talk a little bit about that after the break as far as how that works and, and what you want to talk to the attorney about and how you want to describe that and how important it is to be accurate when you're talking to the attorney. Uh, about what happens. But if the attorney interviewing you, and I hope it's an attorney that's interviewing you, that doesn't ask those questions and get into that area, then there's going to be a problem at some point during your case that you need to be able to address. You know, this is a war, but you can win the war, but you understand, you need to understand how the attack comes first and you can beat the attacks. You have to understand the game plan and strategy of the insurance companies against you. They start with the medical records. That's one of the reasons we're talking about them today. That's why the medical records become the Bible. That's why you and your attorney need to get your medical records very quickly after the after a crash or an accident. You go into your attorney's office and they should order the medical records. Uh, next up, how do you get the medical records to the insurance company? What do you do? How do you privilege them? How do you protect uh, information that's not even relevant to the crash. 
Bell and Pollock will be right back. Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. We're here for you, and this is your Legal Minute. You know, when you've been injured in a car crash, it's not an ordinary day or event for you. You call the insurance adjuster. They know what to say. They know what to do. Do you? Probably not. They have a script on questions they're going to ask you. They're going to ask you to sign a few forms. Should you sign the forms? Do you really know what to do? You can call us at any time and we'll explain it to you. You can have a free initial consultation with Bell and Pollock. You can go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. And there's a button that you can hit that's a 30-minute show on what you need to know before you ever make the first phone call to the insurance adjuster for the person who just creamed you. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. Bell and Pollock. Find them online at championsofthepeople.com. We're back with Champions of the People, the Bell and Pollock Injury Show. For over three decades, the personal injury attorneys at Bell and Pollock have provided compassionate, personalized legal service. Put their experience to work for you. Go to championsofthepeople.com or call 303-795-5900. Here we go. You ready to be educated? We're going to teach you every week, including today, about important concepts for your injury claims. This is an injury show, the Champions of the People injury show. Our website, championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Our telephone number, 303-795-5900. You can call us and ask us questions. By the way, you can call us when there's no accident and ask us questions about insurance coverage. People do it all the time. We're glad to talk to you because we're helping you. 303-795-5900. Our typical usual example, which is prevalent today, right now in this show, car crash example, let's say you're rear-ended. The outfall party's insurance company wants to talk to you. They want you to fill out forms. We covered that in previous shows. Any question, you can call us anytime. And now they want to get your medical records. Medical records are the Bible. Medical records are one of the best ways they can try to determine what your injuries are and simultaneously try to beat you. They try to go through the records and find inconsistencies. So there is a procedure now in Colorado. It's the case of Alcon versus Spicer. Very important case for you injured folks uh, that you finally decided by the Colorado Supreme Court that you do not have to turn over all your medical records for your entire life, and it used to be uh, an implied cutoff of 10 years b- before the date of the crash. Brad, let's talk about this procedure under Alcon versus Spicer. How do you get the records to the insurance company? Because they always want everything. Well, the first thing you do is you make sure you consult somebody about what records you're going to give to the insurance company and what you're not. Uh, and the next thing you do is you refuse to sign all those releases that the insurance company sends you before a lawyer gets involved. Almost think like it's it's how fast can we move when they're talking to you and they're saying, okay, I'm going to send you out some papers that I need you to sign and fill out and get back to me right away so we can process your claim. And that's what they're telling you. And believe me, they're doing it because they're hoping that they can get those releases back in before you hire an attorney, before you see an attorney, before you do anything so they can have this release to get all these records. Um, the, the release traditionally not only allows them to get a, uh, records that are totally not relevant at all, but also allows them to do secondary 
requests for information. So they send out the initial information to the hospital because I know you're sitting there going, well, how do they know? But they're going to send out the releases to, first of all, the hospital. If you've talked to them about your PCP, they're going to send them out there. If you've talked to them about your emergency doctor, they're going to send them out there. If you've talked to them about your neurologist, they're going to send them out there. Or your orthopedic surgeon, they're going to send them out there. And those are going to help them find other places where you've been and get other records. And so the, the insurance company, the adjuster is going to get those out to you as soon as possible. Please get them signed, get them back so I can get these records for you and I can start processing your claim. The sooner I get your records, the faster I I can actually process your claim and get some money in your pocket. And they say that to you. And that's the last thing you should be doing. Exactly. So sometimes you hear from the insurance adjuster at the beginning of the case, uh, you're talking to them from the at-fault party, the insurance adjuster for the company, for the at-fault party. And they say, well, you want us to help you, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, if that's what insurance is for. Well, then we can't help you unless we see your medical records. You understand that, right? Well, yeah, I guess so. And you're falling right into this trap. Okay, so then, I, ma'am or sir, I'm going to send you a few a few forms that we're going to have you fill out, and you sign these few forms. One of them is a questionnaire asking about all your doctors in your entire life, or sometimes limited to 10 years, but all of your medical treatment that's relevant or not relevant. Relevant or not relevant. And they do it under the guise of, well, I can't adjust your claim unless I have all this information. Yes, they can. So Alcon versus Spicer says you can give records to them, uh, limited records, records limited to the areas of the body that were injured in this crash. For example, neck. So if you had pre-existing neck problems, uh, then you, you're probably going to have to turn over the pre-existing neck problem records. But you don't have to turn over the hip problems, the hip replacement, because you're not claiming a hip injury in this in this crash. You're not going to have to turn over the ankle records, uh, your dental records, your, your maybe maybe your counseling records, because that's what they're trying to do. And so Alcon versus Sp- Spicer Brad's a pathway, a legal pathway uh, for people to use to not have to turn over all their medical records for all their conditions for their life. And it's important to understand that uh, we have uh, society has changed in the last 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. People need to understand that. And, and, and society's patterns have changed. And so uh, the reason I say that is because uh, I want those of you who were thinking 30 years ago when they were playing high school football and you had a neck injury and you would uh, or your back was hurting and you would get in the, the hot tub or you would put some kind of ointment on your neck and, and on your back and you'd let it you, you'd let it calm down a little bit and once you start feeling better you'd go out and play now the the high school teams high school teams and that's what i'm talking about and a lot of times even younger than that the parents are inclined to get you to a doctor. Let's go talk to the doctor. Let's look at the doctor. And I think coaches are more inclined when you have a, uh, a lingering pain. They'll go, 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 go see a doctor. Let's make sure you're all right before we put you back out there on the field. You know, I wish they do more of that with concussions, but we can get into that in another topic in another uh, complete program at a later time. But that's a visit to a doctor with uh, neck pain or back pain. Now, 30 years ago, that didn't happen. 30 years ago, you, you sat on the sidelines or you, you missed a practice and you got back out and you, you played, played ball. And now it, it's different. And the reason I say that is because uh, that neck pain or that back pain that happened to you 30 years ago and for which you didn't have any other problems later on, 
is going to be held against you if the insurance company and the attorneys can get that information. And, you know, a lot of times, have you ever had back pain before? Or have you ever had this condition before? Have you ever had these problems before? If you say no and they get this information, now you're a liar. If they say, if you say yes, then they say, well, we're entitled to that information. And that's one of the things we argue with Alcon versus Spicer and with other case laws that's come out that look, you're not only you're, you're entitled to the information concerning the same parts of the body, but even that is limited. That's limited. If you're if you're a 45 year old person, then and you and you had some back pain as you were a cheerleader uh, on uh, for the for the high school team um, and doing some flips or doing some things, and you had some back pain. That should not be stuff that you're having to deal with in your current case. And I've, I've, well, I've seen it as bad as when lawyers have looked and said, 15 years ago, you went to the doctor and and had and got some muscle relaxants because you hurt your back when you bent over and pick up toys and you were picking up toys out of your kids of your kids out of the backyard. And they start telling the jury, well, this back pain and this back condition has been here for the last 15 years. So our accident and our crash didn't cause it right and he's talking about defense lawyers there they try to use it and the defense lawyers represent the insurance companies uh technically ethically the ethical rules say they represent the at-fault driver uh, but we all know that they uh, serve the insurance company because the insurance companies pay them so there's an ethical rule out that says they technically represent the at-fault driver but uh they they need to uh, protect the entire entity and the entire team Part of that team is the insurance company. So uh, when you're talking about your medical records, you know, there is a rule of thumb that defense lawyers use about 10 years cut off because a lot of judges won't let them go beyond 10 years, even maybe even if it's the same body part, that's an argument. But the point is you must fight this fight. You must uh, you must present your case. You can call us anytime at 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. Our website championsofthepeople.com. All of our books, our six books are there on the website. They're free. You can download or any copy for free. And if you want a hard copy, just call our law firm and we will send you a hard copy. We're talking about uh, medical records today. They are the Bible in court. What they say becomes the Bible. It sort of puts you, puts you over a barrel and you have to fight your way out, but you can win the war, especially if you and your attorney get your medical records early, understand where the attacks are going to come, understand and know from years of experience, and Brad and I have over 30 years of experience each years of experience how the insurance company is going to attack your records therefore attack you therefore attack your injury uh, claim and that's the, that's the way that works um, we were talking about alcon versus spicer so uh, let's talk a little bit about a privilege log you turn in your records and you don't turn in some records from dr x y or z because they were not relevant so you have to give a privilege log well well yeah and please at the very beginning of this i you know i've uh, this show i said make sure you talk to an attorney uh, an attorney. And once again, a lot of law firms get you in and they want you to talk to and the people you get to talk to at the beginning are paralegals, are law clerks, are, are investigators. They're not attorneys. And I'll talk to the attorney. And please don't just automatically assume when we've been talking today that, well, I got to give them the last 10 years. You may not have to give them the last 10 years. Uh, an attorney may very well look and say, well, wait a minute, based on this, we're only going to give them five years or we're only going to give them a couple of years. Uh, it's going to depend on the nature and the extent of the case. And so every case is different. That's why you need to talk to an attorney. It's very, very important that you that you deal with that and you understand what's happening with regard to what records are going to get to begin with. 
Um, then we get into the question of a privilege log. Um, you're, and we'll, we'll talk about that when we after the break. But while, during the break, think about if I'm complaining that my back and neck hurts, why are they entitled to get information concerning my knee? And you know, think about it. And I'm thinking most of you are going to go, well, then there's no reason for it. Right. Or cancer treatment or a left ankle injury or tonsillectomies or surgeries that have nothing to do with this or your counseling records on many, many occasions. These have to be protected. They have to be privileged. You need to have an attorney that actually does the privilege log and protects your records. And so the relevant records have to be turned over to the insurance company, but the irrelevant records need to be privileged and protected, identified and not turned over then the insurance company is going to want those records because they think something's in there, and so they're going to want to try to to get them anyway. Next up, we're going to show you and tell you exactly how the insurance company attacks you through your medical records. We'll be right back. Saturday morning. I'm thinking breakfast. I'm thinking Caitlin's original mile high with a mountain of hash browns with red or green chili, cheddar and jack cheese, two eggs, any style and toast, pancakes or flour tortilla. And I think I'll get that with bacon or maybe I'll get their incredible huevos rancheros. Oh no, I forgot about their incredible breakfast burritos. I love Caitlin's carne adobada burrito. The hardest part about going to Caitlin's is trying to choose. Well, I guess the good news is I can catch the rest of Bell and Pollock on the radio on the way, and the kids are always entertained with Caitlin's baskets filled with fun. Kids, get ready, we're going to Caitlin's. Caitlin's Restaurant at the corner of Mississippi and South Birch Street, just east of Colorado Boulevard in Glendale. Open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. and Saturday and Sunday, 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Caitlin's Restaurant. You'll love it every bite of the way. We're back with Champions of the People, the Bell and Pollock Injury Show. For over three decades, the personal injury attorneys at Bell and Pollock have provided compassionate, personalized legal service. Put their experience to work for you. Go to championsofthepeople.com or call 303-795-5900. All right, here we go. Welcome back to the Champions of the People Injury Show. Our website, championsofthepeople.com. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. We have offices in Greenwood Village, Denver, Steamboat Springs. We do cases and have done cases for over 30 years anywhere in the state of Colorado. We've done cases outside the state of Colorado. You can give us a call anytime at 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. Our website, championsofthepeople.com. Our podcasts are there. Our shows are there. Our videos are there. The information is there. Our six books is there. Our, our product areas are there. Question and answers are there. And you can ask us any question um, that you like. Exactly how do the insurance companies then use your medical records to attack you through your records and therefore attack your injury claim how does this really really work and so we're going to discuss that and show you and educate you i mean you want experience you want education you want information you want to know how to navigate these injury claims and put the experience on your side you want a legal game plan we trademark protected it that's one of our books legal game plan you want a strategy to beat the insurance company right here right now and on our website, championsofthepeople.com, and every day in our law firm and law office. Experience on your side. 
So the, the insurance company gets your medical records, and they're going to look, start to look for certain things. And they t- t- do this to try to beat down your injury claim. So what do they look for? Let's talk a little bit about inconsistencies and pre-existing conditions and what's in the narrative of the medical records because we hear this and see this a lot. We sure do. And the question comes up to begin with when you start having the interview that we encourage you not to have with the adjuster until you've talked to an attorney. When you start having the interview with the adjuster and if the adjuster starts getting into your history, your medical history, uh, they love to get a situation where you're guessing because if you're guessing then they know they can start saying you gave false information to them based on whatever you've told them because most people and there are some of you who are able to do this but most people can't remember the the medical care they've gotten in the last couple of years and they can't remember for sure what the doctors did there's certain matters that are highlighted in their in your mind but you can't remember everything and some visits you might have entirely forgotten um, and and the, the insurance adjusters depend on that insurance companies depend on that they know what they're looking at and they know what they want to do with regard to the inconsistencies and that's the first one an inconsistency of what you're telling them versus what's in the records uh, the second thing is, is the inconsistencies that will exist in in the records themselves. And that's something they'd like to prevail upon as far as taking what's best for them and saying that must be the truth. And also showing that, you know, you don't tell a straight story anywhere. You don't tell the truth anywhere. Even to your own doctors, you're not telling them the truth. And therefore, these inconsistencies uh, need to be examined by a jury so we understand that, once again, this isn't confusion that the healthcare providers had when entering the records. This is your words that they put down to identify that you're inconsistent and that you're not trustworthy and you can't be believed. And, and let's give a couple examples, because the implication here by the insurance companies and their attorneys in court and your deposition in your case, the implication is that you're lying. The implication is, and the words they like to use, is that you're a poor medical records historian. That's what they like to say. What they mean is your records are inconsistent. So let's let's give you a concrete example. You're injured in this car crash. You go to your PCP, and now you're off to a neurologist, a specialist, and you may be off to an occupational therapist or physical therapist or massage therapist. So you've seen four or five, six uh, healthcare providers. And when you go in there, they have an intake questionnaire and or they ask you what happened. And you tell them, I was in this, uh, in this crash, I was at a stoplight, I was rear-ended, uh, the car looked like it was coming 35 to 40 miles an hour, uh, I looked in my rearview mirror, et cetera, et cetera. And so now, this gets entered in one medical record at 35 to 40 miles an hour. I'm just giving you an example. It can apply to anything we were talking about. In another medical record, uh, the provider might have put in there 50 to 60 miles an hour. And in a third medical record, they might have said it was at fast speed and, and, and thinks it was over 50 miles an hour over 60 miles an hour. So now there are three inconsistent statements. So they say to you in the narrative portion in your deposition, uh, well, you told Dr. X it was 30 miles an hour. You told Dr. Y it was uh, 40 miles an hour. You told Dr. Z it was over 50 miles an hour. Well, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't say that. What's well, right here in the records? Well, I, I didn't say that that way. That, that must be a mistake. It's right here in the records. So you must be a poor medical records historian, and the implication is... You're making this up. They don't call. They don't call you outright a liar. 
in court or in your deposition, but the implication, they imply, well, this isn't correct. You must have told the doctor wrong information here, here, and here, and well, here. And they go further than that. They, they, then they go, well, you know, are you calling the doctor a liar? Are you saying the doctor lied? Are you? And they, they might even ask you, saying the doctor was wrong or made a mistake. Don't be afraid to say, yeah, that was a mistake by them. I didn't say that. The doctor's going to say that's how I remember it. Rarely they're going to say, oh, I, that's not what they told me, and I just dreamed up a number. But you've, if it's not correct, you have to be able to say it's not correct. That's why a lot of times you want to see it in advance. They're also going to imply, well, you know, doctor, uh, you based your opinion of the injuries and the nature and extent of the injuries on this person by looking at and considering the fact that they got hit at 50 miles an hour. Now, doctor, I want to show you the record of this uh, physical therapist so-and-so where they say the crash occurred at 35 miles an hour. Doctor, if the crash had actually occurred at 35 miles an hour and not 50, would that change your opinion? It'd be less impact. It'd be less force. The, the mechanism of injury would be different. Now, can you still sustain or or take your position that you're taking if if you had the truthful speed of 30 mile, 35 miles an hour rather than 50 miles an hour? Right. So those are inconsistencies. Those are just some small examples. The point is you can win this. This sounds insurmountable. It sounds horrific. But the point is you need experience and education and training and knowledge on your side and the truth on your side. So you don't want to ever go in there and make, make things up. That's the easiest and best way to, to lose an injury case or any case. But you, you want the truth. And if the truth was it's 35 miles an hour, then this other entry must be a mistake. And so it was a 35 miles an hour. I don't remember telling the doctor 50 miles an hour. And so that must be a mistake. And so the mechanism of injury would be the same. Yes, I had my seatbelt on. Yes, I was rear-ended at high speed. And it was a very major crash, and maybe I even hit the car in front of me. You can call us for our experience anytime at 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. Our website, championsofthepeople.com. We have offices in Denver, Greenwood Village, and Steamboat Springs. We do cases all over the state of Colorado. I want you to ask yourself a question right now. We're going to take a little pause here a minute. What other attorneys do you ever know about that would sit here week after week and give you the information based on over 30 years of experience, actual trials, actual battles, actual uh, wars won to help you and educate you? And that's what we're doing. And we're glad to do it. We're talking about how they attack your medical records. Let's talk about another one, Brad. The intake questionnaire. They, a lot of intake questionnaires say, well, did your mother or father ever have back problems? Did your mother and father ever have cancer? Did you, you tell me about your mother and father. The mother and father aren't involved in this case. The medical history of the mother and father aren't involved in this. It's the injured person. Well, that goes to another part that we have to deal with with doctors and what doctors you're, you're going to, who you're going to. Uh, right now, everybody think about the doctor you would go to if you got hurt. Anybody out there, everybody out there, think about if I got hurt right now in a crash, what doctor would I go to? Or if my children got hurt right now in a crash, where would I take them? You think the emergency room, I don't know what doctor I'd get. But if you're going to go to a regular doctor, one of your doctors, what doctor would you get? Now, as you thought about that, let me ask you, does that doctor have experience in traumatic crashes, in injuries coming from traumatic events? Well, of course, they must have some experience, do they? Does that doctor really have the experience? Next, does the doctor's intake questionnaire 
have any limitations as to why they need certain information or what you fill out. I'm going in because I hurt my back in a crash and the doctor wants to know if I've got a history of cancer or if my family had cancer or if anybody else in my, or if my parents had cancer or diabetes or what they die from. Okay. Now you've got to start asking yourself, why does the doctor need that to treat my back? And if you don't fill it out, what will the doctor say? We, we so often sit down and we take the form that's been given to us and just answer everything because we're dutiful, compliant people who are there to be taken care of and we fill out the forms that are given to us. Nothing wrong with that except for what we have to stop and think about is that in this particular instance, I'm here to see you, doctor, for my injury. And and it's the same thing as if you're working around your house hammering something and you hammered and you missed and hit your hand and broke your knuckle. Do, do they really need to know certain information about, like Gary said, diabetes or like a heart condition or what your parents died from? Do they need to know what your what when your parents died and what they died from because you broke your knuckle? So you, you got to think about what you're filling out, why you're filling it out. We'll talk after the break about how we keep that away from the defense, but you've got to think about it. Think about this. You go into the doctor and the intake questionnaire, they say, have you ever had any symptoms before like this? And you put down no. And you don't, you don't remember 14 years ago that you had the minor back pain because you were picking up your kids' toys in the backyard. You don't remember that, but you put down no. Now, fast forward, the insurance company's lawyer is asking you the questions, well, you said no right here, but you had a back pain reported 14 years ago. But you said no here. What's the implication? The implication is you're not telling the truth. The implication is you're not to be trusted. You're a poor medical records historian. This can be beaten. You have to have a strategy. Next up, your strategy on how to attack the insurance company's attacks and win the case. Bell and Pollock will be right back. Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys and this is your legal minute. You're injured in a car crash. You talk to the insurance company for the at-fault party. You already know what to do and say because you've listened to our shows. You're talking to them. You think surely somebody's going to help you because you've been injured. Wrong. That's a myth. Surely somebody's going to pay your medical bills. Surely some insurance company's going to step up and be responsible and pay. Wrong. They're going to try to beat you. They're going to try to defeat your claim. You need to understand they are your adversary, your enemy. This is war. They have scripts on the questions they ask you. They have their own consultants. They have their own doctors. They have their own attorneys. Who do you have? Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. Bell and Pollock. Find them online at championsofthepeople.com. It's Mandy Connell, and it's time for your Legal Minute, brought to you by my friends at Bell & Pollock. Listen to their show right here on KOA every Saturday at 10 a.m. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys, and we bring this to you, your Legal Minute. We're talking about distracted driving. So what's the big deal? What difference does it make? If the driver hits you and injured you, is distracted, so what? The insurance company for that driver cares, and it involves your claim, and it enhances and helps your claim for damages, injuries, and losses. 
crosses. And you might say, well, they're going to pay me anyway. No, they're not. They're going to try to beat you and defeat you and mitigate your recovery and reduce it down to nothing or next to nothing. If you can show or prove that the driver who hit you was distracted by a phone, by texting, by eating, by eating a breakfast burrito, by eating oatmeal, then you've enhanced your claim. You need to know these things. Talk to an attorney. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. Bell and Pollock. Find them online at championsofthepeople.com. We're back with Champions of the People, the Bell and Pollock Injury Show. For over three decades, the personal injury attorneys at Bell and Pollock have provided compassionate, personalized legal service. Put their experience to work for you. Go to championsofthepeople.com or call 303-795-5900. Welcome back. Here we go. You all ready for this? The Bell and Pollock Injury Show, the Champions of the People Injury Show, our website, championsofthepeople.com our phone number 303-795-5900 most assuredly the insurance company is going to attack your medical records and your injury claim through and by your medical records it is the bible that's one of their main attacks not the only ones but one of their main attacks. This war can be won, but you have to know what to do. You have to have the education and the information, the experience and the expertise to fight this. You need to know how the attacks are going to come. It's a basic principle of military war. You know the enemy. You know yourself. You know the enemy's capability. You know their thought processes. You know their strategy. You know your strategy. Do you have a strategy that will win? Yes, Legal Game Plan, our book. We wrote a book. We trademarked protected. It's called Legal Game Plan. You come to Bell & Pollock, you get a free initial consultation and a free legal game plan tailored to you, your crash, your accident, your injuries, your pre-existing conditions, your frailties, your existence in life, the way you are at the time the crash occurred. The way you are at the time the crash occurred. That's very, very important. One more thing we want to talk about on these medical records Brad, sometimes you go into the doctors and they have this picture of the body and they say, uh, mark where your body hurts with an X or a, or a circle. And then they say uh, you can p- p- uh, pick from a, from the legends, might be dull pain, might be sharp pain, might be stabbing pain, might be aching pain, might be constant pain. And you put an X here and a, and a check mark here on the body. And so they try to attack your picture. because. And one way they try to say is, well, you didn't put... You didn't put it on your left shoulder. You put it on your neck, so you must not be hurting on your left shoulder. But it's in the general vicinity of your neck, but that's how they do it. Right. It, the, instead of making two marks for your neck and your shoulder, you just make one mark in that general vicinity. And now they're saying, well, you only what? which one was it? Was the neck or the shoulder? And you say both. They go, well, you only put one mark. Uh, you have to be very specific. Another thing is, is that a lot of times people don't recognize the importance of those of those diagrams and what you're actually marking it's very very important that you're accurate and you address those as best you can it's also important that you address them based on uh, appropriate measures and when i say that i mean um you know you, you wake up in the morning and you're at the doctor at nine o'clock in the morning and in the mornings you do really well so you're not feeling the pain right then so you don't put it down um, you, you you put down a two because that's how you're feeling right then. But you recognize later on in the day, and as you go through, it increases to a six. But you didn't put two to six. You just put two. So now they're looking and saying, well, you only had a pain level of two. 
And you're going, well, that was for early mornings. It wasn't afternoons. It wasn't later on. They go, oh, now you're saying it gets worse as the day goes on. And, of course, what's happened in between the time that you filled that out with your doctor and you're now testifying? You've talked to your lawyer. And, of course, your lawyer now has you saying it's a six. That's what they want to imply. So they imply imply that you're making it up. They imply you're faking. They imply you're lying. They imply you're a poor medical records historian. And you and your attorney have just trumped up this entire charge, and you're greedy. And we've covered that before. Everybody's greedy. You're greedy. They're greedy. The insurance companies say everybody's greedy but them. Everybody. And you're greedy because we, 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 our insured got sued, and you finally had to file a lawsuit. But they made you file a lawsuit because they wouldn't even pay you the amount of your medical bills. That, um, that, is, the, that is the truth. That's the point. I want to talk about these um, these medical records again because you, you need to understand how the attack is going to come. I, I can't stress this to you enough. Let's talk a little bit about the McLaughlin case. I want to give you a, kind of an example. Well, before we get to the McLaughlin case, I want, to do, I want to cover this example. Brad just hit the nail on the head. You go to your doctor in the morning, you report your pain level at a 2. They try to use that against you by saying, well, your pain level was a 2. How could you get worse and get better and get worse and get better? We have, in certain cases, certain times, and certain clients, we have created a chart. What does the chart show? The chart shows you reported a level of pain, a pain level of two here, but uh, right before that, an hour before that, you took some very heavy doses of, of maybe narcotics or other pain medication that reduced your pain level, that masked the pain level. That's what it's supposed to do, or maybe a muscle relaxant and pain medication. Therefore, you did go from, down from a pain level of 7 to a 2. You're not a liar. You are telling the truth, and you were taking your drugs and your medication appropriately. Pay attention to the question. The question is very important because the question is, sometimes it says, what is your present pain level? And as you're sitting there, and as Gary said, you might be on some medications. Or it may say, what's the worst pain level you've had this week? And tells the first, first pain level you've had this week. You have to pay attention to the question. And if the question isn't clear, then you're going to answer it in your mind, but then you've got to establish a consistency because uh, it may say, it may just have a diagram, it may say pain level. And now you've got to establish a consistency every time you're answering that question. Will pain wax and wane? Yes, it does. We all know that. Uh, some days you have good days, other days you have bad days with the same injury. That that happens with, you know, break your arm and be in a cast. And some days you're going to have good days, some days you're going to have bad days. Some hours it's going to be fine, other hours you're going to be in extreme pain. That's what happens. Have a, even a toothache. You know, sometimes it doesn't hurt as bad, other times it hurts really bad. You got to go to the dentist. Then as you've made your appointment, for some reason it quits hurting and you go, I don't know if I really need to go. You've well, got to pay attention to the question. Right, and a lot of people go to physical therapy and they have transient temporary relief. Well, of course your pain level went down. Or you had massage therapy and or medication, appropriate medication. And so it masked the pain level, and now you're reporting your, your pain level uh, to the doctor, and now they try to use it against you. You can win this war, but you must know what to do. You're an attorney. You and your attorneys must know how this attack comes. Let's talk about the McLaughlin case just a minute, Brad. So you, let's make up another example, which happens all the time. So you injured your low back in this rear end crash. Boom, your low back is killing you right now. And you didn't remember that nine years ago you had this low back uh, sprain that went away the next day. You went to the doctor because you were out in the yard working. And it went away. And so for nine years, you've been symptom free. So the McLaughlin case in Colorado, a very important case for injured victims, says under that example, you know, if the symptoms of your pre-existing condition, i.e. the low back pain nine years ago, 
it, where they resolved nine years ago, you get a different law applied, a different jury instruction. If, for example, that you hurt your back and you've been going to the doctor every day, every day, every day, right up to the time of the accident and the crash, then the McLaughlin case says you get a different law applied, uh, less favorable to you, uh, i.e. jury instruction, and the jury is instructed on the law. You need to know these things. Well, it's very important that you understand that somebody's going to put together the record, and hopefully it's your own lawyer who's going to put together the record, of how long it's been between treatments. But you've got to understand what that means. If I'm saying you haven't had treatment on a particular in a particular condition for six months prior to the crash, and you, therefore, were over that condition, and you, therefore, uh, shouldn't be, uh, the law that applies should be that this is a new injury and not aggravation of a pre-existing injury, then I need to have the necessary information to show me that the reason you didn't go back to the doctor was because the pain had gone away or was of such minimal amount that you didn't need it. But understand that it depends on what injury we're talking about as far in, in your own lifestyle and your own life condition as to whether or not that six months means what we're saying. Basically, we believe, and most of the time people believe, if you don't go see somebody within six months for a pain, that means you were pretty much over it. For a condition, you were pretty much over it. That may or may not be true. Once again, it takes the unique examination of your case of what's happened to you to make that decision. Another important factor is you've hurt your low back. And let's say you had a low back problems before. So the insurance company is going to say you had low back problems before the accident or crash, and you got them afterwards. So what's your problem? We didn't cause anything. We didn't cause anything. We didn't cause any injury. And Brad and I have been very successful. You can beat this. We've been successful doing the following. Yes, you had a low back problem before, but that was diagnosed at L4. Right from this crash, you have a herniated disc at L5. Yeah, you might have had pre-existing back problems. You might have had pre-existing back pain. But now you have a different level of injury in your spine, entirely provable, objectively by MRI, objectively by positive facet loading. And now you have a different part of the body, and they're brought within an inch of each other. But it's a different situation. That's very important. It's, it's vital again to make sure you understand why you're having that pain. Is it radiating pain? Is it coming from a different location? Why did you have the pain to begin with? These are all things that need to be addressed between your lawyer and your doctor and professionals who understand what's going on when a crash occurs, who understand how uh, uh, an injury can follow its particular course, professionals who are willing to look at the pre-existing records uh, that, that are there and determine to what extent they do or do not relate. Uh, it, it may not be bad to be identifying a pre-existing condition and saying you've aggravated it. It may not be bad at all. Uh, many people sit out there and say, how can you get hurt from a seven or a 10 mile an hour crash? Well, if you have a pre-existing condition, I can tell you how you can get hurt from it because you've already got the condition. You're already in weakened state and you're very fragile and a, a, a five, 10 mile an hour crash can easily hurt you and cause significant harm if you're frail you're more susceptible to injury if you had a previous injury and you aggravated it that's recoverable you can win this plan but to do so you must have a legal game plan i.e our book our expertise our experience over 30 years of experience 
you must be able to prove. You must have a war plan, a battle plan, a plan for your deposition, a plan for your medical records, a plan for your accident, a plan for you. How did this affect you? And how will this affect you in the future? A navigation system, just like in your car, to navigate the insurance maze and enhance your chances of winning your injury claim. Bell and Pollock, 303-795-5900. Our website, championsofthepeople.com, because we are your champions of the people. <laughs> 